0: Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding.
1: Christy and I are blessed to have you in our Soul Talks community. This podcast is sponsored by Soul Shepherding, which is a nonprofit ministry And we help pastors and missionaries and all kinds of leaders to thrive with Jesus in their life and in their ministry. And we do that through resources like this podcast, also our spiritual direction and coaching services and different ways that we train people uh, in their life and leadership uh, to be healthy in their faith and in their feelings uh, and their intimacy with God. And we especially do that through our institute and our spiritual direction certificate program, but also as we go out to visit to churches and mission groups, uh, which we, we love to do. So your donations help to uh, subsidize this ministry. Most of our revenue comes through donations. So we really appreciate your consideration and your prayers uh, and uh, donations to Soul Shepherding. Also, whenever you purchase a resource or a service, that revenue goes into the same place that helps this ministry to keep going and growing as we follow Jesus together, reaching uh, more and more pastors and missionaries and other leaders who are reaching literally hundreds, thousands of people with the gospel of Jesus and doing that in a way that they are, are healthy in their faith and in their feelings and in their relationships. Thanks so much.
0: Hi, friends. Thanks for joining Bill and I for this soul talk. Many times we've heard from you that some of our most helpful soul talks is when we are sharing with you, either in real time or replaying for you a conflict that we've worked through together. And so we're going to do one of those for you today because just a couple of days ago, a conflict came up between us. And as usual, it was, I don't like conflict. <laughs> And it was hard for me, and I wanted to just repress it and ignore it and just let it go. And I wanted to just be grace-giving to you in what you had done that had really triggered me because I I had felt hurt, and I was feeling angry, and I was trying to just let it go because I knew you didn't intend to hurt me. I knew your intentions were good, and I understood why you did what you did, but the fact was it did hurt me. And I was really angry about it. And there were going to be consequences to it that I was going to have to live with, that I wasn't okay with.
1: So you were really courageous and assertive, Christy. You you came to me. I was at the computer working and uh, concentrating and focused. And you uh, asked to talk, which you might have been afraid that I would be impatient or say well i, I can't now i'm i'm let's I talk was later. afraid of that, yeah,
0: <laughs> I was very afraid of that of being rejected or just not being something you could attend to i was I was fearful
1: and sometimes I do respond in a, a frustrated or impatient way or just a um, even a calm but boundaried way, uh, but thankfully, in this case, the Lord helped me to practice something or do something that I've practiced and um, trained for, and that's to be interruptible. My natural personality is not interruptible. <laughs> but I've noticed, uh, this goes back years, but I noticed that Jesus was very interruptible and love is interruptible. And so fortunately I was able to, uh, to listen.
0: Well, it was a real gift to me that you were able to stop your work and to listen to me at that time in particular, because I, while I would have accepted it if you couldn't, I would have had to then carry mm-hmm. what I was containing inside for the rest of the day, which was a long day because I was gone the rest of the day into the night. And I knew I, I, it would help me to talk about it before I left for the day. And I didn't want to be carrying around that feeling of anger at you that I was feeling over what you'd done.
1: Yeah. So let's have the conversation. So I'm sitting. I'm at w- I'm work. I'm focused. You come up to me. and so, okay. um so Christy, it I looks said, like you, you want to talk no,
0: with... No, no, I said, I have something that I realize that I'm feeling hurt and angry about, that it would really help me to talk through with you before I leave. Would you have it to engage with me on that?
1: And, and I I looked at you and saw that um, you were having some emotion, that you were very like earnest or uh, intentional. And so I, I knew this was important. And I said, well, well yeah, t- tell me... What's uh, what? What are you feeling?
0: And so there was some nonverbal communication that was really helpful to me. You actually, instead of staying facing your computer, you actually <laughs> turned towards me because I was just standing by your desk. And so I really appreciated that because that told me I'm I'm present. I'm not gonna like be tapping my fingers. When can I get back to this? I that I'm tuned into you, and you showed me that nonverbally. So that was really really helpful to me. And of course, I had been praying. I had been praying before doing this for quite a while. Can I let this go? Do I need to talk to him about it? Just kind of talking to the Lord, checking in with what I was feeling and if I needed to bother you with this and felt confirmed that I did. So I was needing to take ownership and take responsibility for tasks for what I needed. And that's always hard for me to do, to admit I have a need because by pride, I don't want to have a need. I want to be able to just suck it up and go on and not be, not be needy and not, and just be able to forgive and not, not need to ask you for this, but thankfully you were really responsive. And so I told you, I said, I read your email that you had sent out to one of our staff members asking them to do something. And I felt really hurt and really angry because what you asked them to do is my area. It's something I've always done. It's something I've done the last time it was done. And so I felt really angry that you didn't talk to me about this and you just gave it to her to do and told her to do it. And I also felt sad about that because I, this is important to me and I want to do this. And I've already actually gone down the road with this some and already made some commitments that your email to her were making commitments to her that the commitments I'd made couldn't then be kept. And so I felt embarrassed and I felt sad and I felt afraid for the people I'd made commitments to that I was going to have to go to and tell them, Actually, you can't have what I promised you. And so I was, I just had a lot of emotion about all that. And I was angry about that because this wasn't the first time that you've done something like this.
1: And so as I was listening to you share this and and now as I'm listening again, internally, I'm having all sorts of like defenses, things that I'm feeling or why I did that or... Uh, stress that i'm carrying that lead me to to do that yeah and what i did at that time and what i'm having to do again uh, but i'm just verbalizing this now for you who are listening because in the actual conversation i didn't this whole process was happening inside of me Mm -hmm. and i just set it set it aside so what i said to you was i'm sorry Mm -hmm. i I see how this be hurtful to you and i have done this a number of times and it really takes the wind out of your sails and you feel uh, like not respected by me or, or unimportant. And like I've just really usurped your your spot here.
0: And then when you said that, I said, thank you. I felt like you really understood and cared and were empathetic to how hurt I felt and the fence that I I had taken. And then when because you weren't defensive and you were so empathetic to me and you actually recognized what this had felt like to me and could understand from my perspective why I was angry that you did this, by you saying you were sorry, then I got to say, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I know you didn't mean to hurt me and you didn't mean to offend me and you didn't mean to take this out of my hands. I have empathy for you that you've got all this in-blocks this inbox of email floods, and this this situation that you handed off to her was in your email, and you didn't know what I'd done with it, and I wasn't available to you, and you were just trying to deal with things in your email and get them off of you, and so you thought, she's available, she'd do a great job with this, and so you just hand it to her because you just wanted it taken care of, and you not want to have to think about it, and you at the time weren't thinking about the fact that that was something that i deal with and would be important for me to keep." You might have even been thinking about, I'd like to get the stress off of Christy and help her and lighten mm-hmm. her load. Yeah, And so I had empathy for you that you didn't actually know what you were doing or intend that. But I also had an insecurity about, well, were you not happy with how I've handled this? Mm-hmm. Or were you not happy with my plan and how I wanted to handle this this year? And I had even talked to you about this and yeah. told you what yeah. I wanted more than once. I communicated to you that this was important to me. So that made me doubt, well, maybe you, you don't agree with me and maybe you think mm-hmm. it'd be better for this staff member to do it.
1: Yeah, and so that's where the, you're feeling disrespected and there's some, some frustration that's building because it's important to you and because we've been around this corner a bunch of times. And so there's a part of you that'd be like, how, how could Bill do this again? We've talked about this and how, how could he um, disregard me Yet again, in this kind of a situation, even though I've told him that I'm handling this this area of the ministry and uh, that he doesn't need to worry about it,
0: yeah. So you, there again, you're empathizing with me and acknowledging that the insecurity that I felt. But then, by the fact that you said the next thing you said was, "Well, I'll fix this. <laughs> I'll I'll email our staff member and I'll tell her that I'm sorry. I I didn't talk to." Christy first, and that this is an area she's handled and has already been working on this again and and wants to proceed with. And so I was like, wow, will that be great? But it also, I felt shame because I was like, how's she going to feel? Is she going to feel then like I'm taking this from her? I don't trust her and I didn't didn't want that to happen because it wasn't really about her that I didn't trust her or that I didn't think she'd do a good job because I knew she would. So that was hard for me to let you do that. So I needed to think about that. But the fact that you were willing to do that really meant a lot to me. And I, I really felt like you were hearing me and caring for me and putting priority on me, which at the time I really needed.
1: But then you told me to go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, in doing that, I tried to do it in a way that, that uh, I instead of throwing you under the bus, yeah, which I wouldn't even be tempted to do, actually. Although there were times in past years where we had less this worked out and I probably would have had some anger and might've been tempted to put a dig in or something, but I just, I just owned it that it was, it was about me. And uh, so then you, you, you blessed me to to do that. And uh, you know, God worked the whole thing for good, I think, because she responded really well to my email and she understood. And it, it just sort of illustrates in the end, the, the value of, emotionally healthy, honest, taking ownership conversation and how I, I just have come to learn that, you know, the emperor has no clothes on and, um, everybody on our staff knows that, yeah, Bill, uh, works hard, takes a lot of, he's a gut type and sometimes he makes decisions too quick or, uh, and like I had explained to you when, when we switched roles and I shared with you some of my feelings and my experience, uh, it's just, it's like a defect in my, my personality that I can, I can like create great strategic job descriptions for everybody on our staff and design how people would interact, uh, in in different roles, but then forget (laughs) what I set up because I just, I, when it gets into the area of steps and processes that all need to happen for an organization, I don't, I don't live there. I, I live in the world of, of vision and possibilities and strategy. And then I live in the world of execution, particularly in my areas of the things that I'm executing. But as it relates to all the stuff in the middle, the, the people, the processes that need to be managed and, and uh, the, the, the steps are involved in all of that, I just, I just like, don't really see that. And it's not even very interesting to me. And so, uh, under pressure, like w- with all the inbox of, of stuff to do, and uh, I'm just trying to get stuff off of me. I'm not even remembering Th- this. Like in retrospect, it's, like so obvious. Well, Of course, Christy is. We've had this conversation, and this isn't this isn't an event. I'm I'm just trying to get something off my my plate, and I'm aware that you're like really. Being taken away from that role right now with some commitments. And so you're not going to be... I'm trying to help
0: take stuff off of you.
1: I'm I'm into my my over-functioning mode. I don't even... It's not even conscious that I over-function and I'm actually trying to help you. Yeah. And uh, because you've got too much on your plate, but... Yeah,
0: Yeah, and I, I could trust that and believe that because I know you, and I know your heart, and I knew the stress you were under and the burden you were under. And so that made sense, and I appreciated that. But there were some other things that were really key in the resolve of this conflict because if, if first of all, if I hadn't come clean with you with what I was feeling and taken responsibility for what I was feeling and asked you for what I needed, I would have stood in the anger. and would have just continued to feel like, oh... Bill, he just doesn't listen to me. He just doesn't, he doesn't consider me. He just acts. He just does what he wants to do. And I could have just stewed on that all day for days and been angry at you. And I could have pulled away from you. And I could have given up on work. Why do I try anyway? Why do I engage so much in ministry anyway? I'm not really needed. This staff member could do it. Like I could have spiraled into all of that instead of coming and taking responsibility to talk to you about it. The other thing that is, if you had responded defensively, and gotten angry at me for for interrupting you in your work when you're pressured, for having a need and asking and, and getting involved in something you'd already taken care of and moved on from, uh, from just powering up and saying you just need to respect me as the leader of this ministry. I wouldn't have respected you. I would have I would have let you just I would have let go and let you just go with the direction you had gone. But I would have been mad about it, and I would have had to. Face resentment and face anger and face disrespect that I would feel towards you. And I would have, in my own maturity process with the Lord, come to a place of forgiveness. But it would have been a long, painful process that would have caused a separation between the intimacy between you and I for a time being while I worked all that through. Because I would have had to work the forgiveness piece all by myself. But instead, because you softened your heart towards me, you heard me, you empathized with me, you even owned. That you had acted without talking, communicating to me, and you made it right, you made repair. I felt so much more respect and bondedness and closeness intimacy for you that enables me to even better follow your lead in our
1: ministry. Yeah, and well, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the way that you approached me because you had done, as you said, you had uh, prayed and um, processed your feelings even before talking with me. And so you approached me in a way that was very uh, calm and respectful. And you, you took ownership of your experience. You invited me to understand your experience. You, you weren't judging me. You weren't criticizing me. You weren't, weren't pointing the finger at me. You were, were really just being vulnerable to say, this is how you felt in this situation. And so that made it easier for me to respond with empathy and to listen uh, I, there was some temptation, as I said, to be defensive or sure. to uh, tell you what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. But through lots of training and habits, I knew to just stay, and I was able to stay the path of empathy. Your your demeanor and approach helped me do that. And I think the other thing that helped me do that was what we talked about a couple of podcasts ago with the rhythm of life and s- spiritual disciplines for soul care and so forth. But they, I, I take a Sabbath and and I... There was a, a deep inner rest and wellspring in me to draw from, even in the, even though I was in some stress with, with we'd just come back from an institute week and there's a lot of stuff to catch up on. And uh, But they're deeper, deeper than all that, there's this abiding in Christ and the Holy Spirit praying for me. And so I was able to stand with Jesus in the Father's world where I'm loved and secure and without even needing to consciously think about that in the moment, because it was alive in me. And then just give you... That, that same empathy and grace that that I'm swimming in.
0: So that's because we love because he first loved us. You were you were letting yourself be in Christ's love and receive from him and his life and joining him and caring for your soul that you were able to better love me. And and also our staff member was too because I felt really really loved by her response to your email.
1: We have a great staff. I mean, yeah. it, it is just amazing how how healthy and loving and. Mm-hmm. Uh, productive and fruitful. Yeah. Our, our each of our staff members are. Yeah, she
0: took so. she took no offense, and she had total empathy for both yeah. of us and where we were coming from with that, and she just blessed us. Yeah. And and that was great because I knew I knew that she would have been blessed to do this, and she would have liked to have done this, and that's why it was hard for me to
1: assert my, assert myself. So you're listening. You you're so you might be thinking, oh, I wish that I could resolve conflicts that way with my spouse or family member or coworker uh, or uh, gosh, I wish I, I, I want to have more emotional and spiritual maturity. And it's like, well, how, how do I get there? And it's, it's not enough to just say, oh, I'm going to do this differently next time. It's a process of, of training. So remember one of our basic things that we teach, uh, for instance, in our, our book, Your Best Life in Jesus Easy Yoke, we say, well, don't just try... Train with Jesus. It's it's a it's a a process of preparing and doing a variety of spiritual disciplines, including some disciplines that don't normally make the traditional spiritual disciplines lists, like soul talks and uh, seeking empathy, for instance. Because as we as we practice through these disciplines and how they work together, and that's part of what we teach, especially in our institute, is how to. How to have a, a really uh, intelligent, uh, strategic program in your personal rhythm of life, and that's what we were, were illustrating a couple podcasts ago when we were talking about the seven S's in our rhythm of life. Is there's a there's a whole other conversation we could have about well, why those seven things, and and they 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 work together. We did illustrate the different uh, units of time, starting from a, a large amount of time into. Uh, all the way down to moments, but it's also different types of disciplines that are, are getting at different areas of where we're broken or we have, have needs so that they, they work together. And so, so, it's a whole life process. And this is all part of our discipleship to the Lord Jesus. And it's part of being in a uh, emotionally honest uh, and loving community. And we really need that.
0: So, Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for our listeners. Thank you that they want to grow, to be whole and healthy and mature in you. And thank you that you are teaching us, Lord, and that you are loving us and that you are giving us the courage and the strength to speak truth in love, to listen with empathy, to move with your spirit and in, in love and respect for those you've placed us in relationship with. Continue to grow us in this. We pray that we may be Mature and bring glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast.
1: To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.